Hello everyone, this is Kim Langling, your host of Let Fear Bounce. Today we're welcoming in Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with a heroic heart. He was born with a physical disadvantage and was able to overcome bullying, bad grades, and not being treated the same simply because he looked different. So grab a cup of coffee, folks, sit back, relax, and let's get on with the show. Hello, everyone. This is Kim Langling. Welcome to another edition of Let Fear Bounce. Today, I'm so excited about this this, uh, chat that we're going to have with my friend Eric Jones Jr., and he is the underdog with a heroic heart. He was born with a physical disability, which is club hands, and he was able to overcome bullying, bad grades, and not being treated the same because he looked different. Now he is a dad, an author, mentor, basketball coach, speaker, and a podcast host, as well as a business owner. And he recently just launched a clothing line a few months ago, which is super exciting. So I am so excited to talk to this this young man today. Um, Looks like he's got a tremendous story to share, and I am really looking forward to hearing it, and I hope that you folks all are as well. So get your favorite cup of coffee or your beverage, sit back and relax, and we are going to talk to Eric today. Eric, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on Let Fear Bounce. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share my story. How are you doing today? I am doing great. I am doing great. I was so excited about talking to you because you've got so much, it seems to me anyway, that you've got so much in your background and what a tremendous story. Um, and so tell me a little bit about, you had said, uh, you had shared in your in your bio that you had a physical disability or born with one, which is club hands. Explain that and how that, how that framed your life a little bit when you were younger. Um, so being born with that, uh, I was one out of a million people at the time. I was born in the eight, late 80s. And so being, so when I was born and I came out, you know, back then they didn't have the ultrasounds like they have now where you can see everything. So it was a shock to everybody in the room, plus the doctors, like they had to go research and it took them like 24 hours to come back to even figure out and to explain to my, my parents, like, this is what's going on. This is what, you know, the pros and cons of it. So just starting off, it was a shock to everybody. And then um, having club hands means there's diff- there's four different types. Sometimes you see people with maybe one arm that's short, maybe missing some fingers, maybe missing um, on both arms. I have type four, that's the worst kind. And that's where I don't have the radius bone. That's the main bone in our arms. And without me having that, it made my arms shorter and then it made them crooked. So from the age of 16 to 17, uh, not 16, I mean, six months to 17, I had to get surgery. So I've had over 16 surgeries of them breaking my arm, um, moving like uh, cartilage, different stuff, just to make sure that I would have as much strength as I would be able to have with, you know, my circumstance. Oh my goodness. 16 surgeries. Yes. That is a lot. Wow. And now you've gone through all of that. And you said that was up through the age of 17. You were still getting those surgeries. Yep. Because I went to, I don't know if you ever heard of Shriners Hospital. It's where they help 
um, youth that have um, mental, physical disabilities. And um, I think once you get like 18, unless you really need, you know, help past 18, then that's kind of where it stops. Oh, okay. Yeah, we do have a Shriners Hospital actually about an hour from where I'm at. So I, yeah, I've, I've, uh, I'm familiar with them. Well, at least, you know, so how did, how are you now with that? Did, I mean, I'm, you said 16 surgeries, that's to, that was to give you more strength and in your, in your arms and such, was that like for range of motion as well? Um, yeah, it really was to, um, because my arms were like crooked and I wasn't able to do everything. I didn't have the strength to um, physical strength in my arm, uh, my hands more so than my arms um, to do everything. So they were just straightening it to give me, even though my arms are short, I still have, you know, the same mobility in my hands and everything as everyone else now since I had those surgeries. So now I hate going to the doctors. I hate <laughs> going to like people and they, they really don't get it because I, it's hard to get a vein in my arm. Yeah, so now, like, from having all those surgeries and um, going to the hospitals now, like, I don't like it because of needles. And they're like, oh, we, we're professionals. We can, you know, because I don't have a vein really in my arm, and I don't like being poked. And sometimes it's been points where I've almost wanted to hit the nurse or whoever it was because it's like, you're just poking me. You're not finding anything. Um, quick story, uh, I think I went to the dentist, like, two weeks ago. So, you know, when you get your teeth pulled out, that needle that they have is like extra long. So I just had got my teeth pulled a month ago. So I'm like, all right, I'm cool. The lady had the needle and I'm looking at it and I like hyperventilated. Like I was about to pass out just because I'm like, no, we can't do it. So other than the needle part, I'm pretty cool. I have a uh, nerve um, damage a little bit. But other than that, like as an adult, I don't have as much issues as I did as a kid, but I still have issues from day to day. Sure, sure. But you, you've learned, obviously, you're at an age now where you, it's just, it's part of your life now. Um, do you, I have a question for you then that's, that's brought up, that popped in my head. With what you've went through, um, do you ever share that story with others to help others who may have some sort of, you know, um, I, and I don't like using the word disability, something that makes them different. Do you share your story with others or public speak on it at all, sharing how what you've went through and, and where you're at today? Yes, I actually do. I do um, public speaking. I haven't necessarily talked to people with um, physical disadvantages like myself, but I go into schools and I talk to kids because I break down the word disability because people when people hear it, they think of like a physical or mental, but everyone has some type of disability that stops them from doing whatever it is that they might want to do at the time or a goal or something. So I've been, I started speaking in 2016. Um, I really didn't do as much last year just because of um, COVID. I think I spoke at the very beginning of the school year, but I'm taking a speaker training now so I can be able to speak during I don't know if it's still COVID, whatever we're going through in the world where it's, everything's virtual. So I do share my story and I go more into depth and, you know, cause I attempted to commit suicide when I was a kid. Um, so I go into like my, go into detail cause I'm very transparent. So I tell my story, I've spoke here in Indianapolis at uh, 
a few of the major high schools and I've spoke at a college um, and I speak at like, um, like football, like uh, youth leagues, like basketball and football and stuff of that sort. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. And that's wonderful that you do that because your story in many different aspects, uh, you know, and you had just mentioned that you had attempted suicide. That's, you know, that's, that's another big one in today's world right now. Sharing your story like that, and you're still here to tell the story, you know, God bless you for that, that you're still here. But to share that, even, even that story to share with the youth, you know, is, is amazing because so many things in this world right now are putting so much weight on people and they just don't know how to handle it. Some just don't know how to handle it. And to hear from someone such as yourself, you know, speaking with such confidence and leading from the heart and sharing your story, whether it's with your physical disadvantage or your attempt at, you know, suicide, which thank goodness it did not work. Um, that could be nothing but beneficial and a light, just shining a light to some young people out there that, that might be sitting in darkness. Um, I noticed that you do have a podcast. How do you share your story on your podcast? You're muted. Yeah, you have a podcast, I noticed. Do you share your story on your podcast? Um, yes, uh, I don't really, like not every episode is where I share, I think like the earlier episodes, but it's more of people getting to know me because I work in a school, being a speaker, public figure, you know, sometimes people look at you and you're supposed to talk a certain way or speak, you know, right. act a certain way. And it's just allowing people to get to know me, um, Eric Jones Jr., the person. And then I've had guests on my shows um, because I, I, I really like to get other people's perspective or like hear other people's stories and, you know, just share and stuff of that sort. So with my podcast, the aim going into 2021 is to either get a co-host or I'm going to just do all interviews and or like kind of like what you're doing. Um, but I don't want it to be where I'm not talking either, but I'm going to, you know, interview people and get to know people and share their story or uh, get someone on there that can help people in whatever venture that they're on. No, it's wonderful. Yeah, that does sound sound a lot like um, what I'm doing, like with Let Fear Bounce. And I, I encourage you to just keep on doing that and get folks on there because everybody has a story and everyone out there, they may not need to hear your story, but the other folks that you're talking to, it's their story that might resonate with them. And you know anything that we can do in this crazy world that we live in right now, anything that we can do to provide encouragement and hope to me is so important, so important. Um, in your, I, I like how you describe yourself as the underdog with a heroic heart. I think that's wonderful. And um, if you ever write a book on your own, just your own personal book, you should probably, that sounds like a good name for a book right there. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. I, I kind of took that name kind of early when I started speaking and now I'm kind of like, I'm the underdog. So I'm going to help other under, um, other underdogs because 
a majority of people are underdogs when you start off doing something or whatever. Everybody's not, family's not rich or you don't have those sports genes or whatever and you got to work your way. So that's really what it is. It's just working your way from other people not believing you, but you believing in yourself. And my slogan is you can measure my arms, but you can't measure my heart because that's, I mean, I don't got a whole lot of talent. I just got a lot of heart. So I just put those two together. I absolutely love that. Love that. So you're on a mission, obviously. You've got a mission that you're on. I love it. I love it. And I would like to continue to watch you on your journey. We need to keep in touch after this, young man. I'm telling you. Well, I, want to hear, I want to hear more about your journey and stuff. And uh, you've got a clothing line. Tell me a little bit about the clothes because you've done so much. My goodness. You just started a clothing line. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, so with the clothing line, um, how I started off like with the entrepreneurial mindset is I have a, a close friend. He has his own clothing line and I actually got to see him in action, like doing the work. And I was like, if he can do it, I can do it. So I kind of started off with clothes before I started speaking. So um, I have a six year old son and he's albino. So clothes is like his thing. Like he likes to put on clothes. And so I was like, well, let's start a clothing line. And it's me doing all the work right now, but it's his. It's named after him. It's named Christian Dewan. So I started it because so, I wanted my son to have something. Um, my biological father passed away when I was four, and he didn't leave me and my brother nothing but with questions and problems. So I don't want to leave my son with the same thing. So I decided to get an LLC, uh, start the business. You know, I'm doing all the hard work now, but he gets to see everything that I do, and eventually he'll be able to take it over and do whatever he wants with it. What an amazing, oh, that's just amazing. I love it. I'm getting goosebumps as you're talking about that. I think that is wonderful because not only are you starting something that's amazing that other people are going to be able to purchase and enjoy, but you're leaving a legacy. You're building a legacy for your son. And that is amazing. Amazing. I love it. So you are also a basketball coach and a mentor. Do you mentor younger folks? Yeah. So this is kind of how I started with like basketball coach. Cause I've like basketball is my thing. Basketball is really kind of like what saved me. Like I watched basketball. I was able to, I'm pretty good in basketball. So when I figured I could dominate on the basketball court, I kind of took that in life and like, okay, my arms are short, but I can do other things. So basketball was my thing. So my son, his sister, I was married to their mom. And I was in her life from she was about nine. And she started liking basketball because I like basketball. So she was like, will you coach? And I'm like, yeah, sure, you know. And I'm like, hold on, um, yeah, I don't know about coaching girls because I'm a little rough. I'm I'm not the <laughs> nice coach. I'm a little passionate, I'm loud, but it was co-ed. And we had a good season. And I think my nephew was on her team and he was like, yeah, you can you coach the boys? And I'm like, all right, bet. And so uh, I think it was like, they were like eighth graders at the time. And I coached them and I would have, like, you know, when you're a coach, if your player's not doing good, you got a discipline or whatever. So I had my second best player on the team. He kept getting in trouble, behavior, grades. So, you know, his parents would come to me and, you know, I would set them straight or I'm like, hey, you, you still coming to the game, but you ain't playing. So I was kind of mentoring my team uh, and then other parents would see that and they would send their kids over. And so after that basketball season, we won the championship and our team name was Kings. So I started a program called Young Kings 
and just, you know, kids that I knew or whatever from church. And because all most kids like basketball. So basketball is kind of affiliated with it. And I was doing it by myself. I had some people. And then um, I work at a, I started working at an elementary school and me and one of the other guys in here, cause he plays professional basketball. Um, and we started a, um, a mentoring program in the school. So we haven't done it. Well, he doesn't work anymore, but we haven't done it since last school year because just cause of what's been going on with COVID and all those different things. But I just figured when I was a kid, my mom always put me in stuff, even though I didn't like it. Even though, you know, I'm like, I don't really want to go, but I always went and it kind of just resonated in me to do the same thing as an adult to help other kids. I mean, to help younger kids. That's wonderful. And I love how the, the name that you came up with, Young Kings, that's just, that's great. And what a, you know, with a heroic heart, I, those words keep bouncing back at me and popping in my head your story and everything that you've been through and everything that you're doing now, though, none of, none of your past seems to be holding you back from anything. And it seems like you've got a major passion in your heart to help people. And it seems like it's focused more towards the younger generation. And I, I think that's, I think that's absolutely beautiful um, because our younger generation needs many more mentors and many more, many more people like you, honestly. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of kids that come from, you know, different cultural backgrounds, different economic backgrounds, um, you know, you know, uh, single parent homes. I mean, I, I grew up with us in a single parent home, my mom working two and three jobs to keep a roof over, you know, three kids heads and food on the table. Um, and I saw how much she struggled. And I know that when I was growing up and when I became an adult, I think that that might be why I have a lot more passion in my heart to help people when I see someone struggle um, or, you know, they're in a tight spot. It seems to resonate with me more so if I hadn't grown up the way that I did. Is that, do you find that with yourself as well? The way that you grew up and the things that you've went through make you more uh, open and wanting to give your heart to other people and to help other people? Um, yeah, I would say that. I would say it, I've been like that. Like even as a kid, like we would maybe go somewhere and I might, I remember, um, my friends, like, they didn't have, like, enough money to get food, and we were on a trip. You know, their parent, their mom wasn't able to give them, so I'm like, hey, here, here goes something. That's just me, and it wasn't, I wasn't doing it to brag about it. It's just who I am. Even when I'm, you know, going through my ups and downs in life, I see people, and I'd be like, man, I really wish I could help them right now, so it's always kind of been just from being where, being from where I'm from, and my mom's very nice. I think I get, I I would say that's part of when I get it from her. My mom's a nice person. She'll give her shirt off her back. So I get it from her and then just seeing and knowing what I know now, it's like, you're capable of getting everything that you want. You just don't got the information or maybe you just don't got the right person telling you. So that's kind of how it is. It's like, I'm from where the struggle um, part of the world. So now that I'm learning more, I want to give back so they don't have to go through stuff that I went through. Like 
we're hearing the good stuff that I went through, but through all this, I didn't went through a lot of craziness with even within the last year. Like I went through craziness, not even dealing with COVID, just life. And it's like, you still got to push even when you're going through stuff. So you can show people like at some point I'm going to have, you know, the money that I'm, um, that I'm worthy of. And when I have that, I'm going to be able to tell them, Hey, I, I went through this, 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 and that. And that's how I got here rather than me just saying, well, I woke up, my mom had some money and, you know, I just feel the need to help people. It's more of living through those experiences and just wanting to the world to be better. It's not really even just where I live. I want, you know, everybody to be able to, to prosper because we all should be able to prosper in it. Like you said, it takes people that have a caring heart to go back and tell people or show people because everybody that make it to the top or that's doing something, they don't go back and show people how they got there. And I, I think that's just me. I always want to help people. It don't matter if it's the old lady, uh, a kid, uh, whoever it is. I, I just always had that in my heart from as long as I know. And I, you know, and I, I was, I was basically the same when I was younger. I was always, and it was just, I didn't have the right way to, to I used to get in trouble a lot in high school because of my mouth. I was mouthy and, but I was always, it was always when I was trying to stick up for someone else, I just didn't know how, uh, how to go about it the right way, you know? So I ended up getting in trouble for sticking up for other people. Um, I've since learned, thank goodness. But I think, you know, a lot of people in my situation, how I grew up or even how you grew up, having those people that you can look up to, like you mentioned your mom and that you've more than likely inherited a lot of her caring just by her example you saw. And now you do it yourself. What, you know, I've been told by people or I've been asked by people, you know, on certain things that I do, because I do a lot of volunteering and such in my spare time and I was asked by someone years ago, kind of in a kind of in a poopy attitude way, uh, saying, you know what, you think you can change the world. And it was said with attitude. And I paused for a minute and said, no, I don't think I can change the world per se, but I can change one person's world. And that's just a ripple effect because they'll remember that and maybe they in turn will turn around and change another person's world. You know, pay it forward, cause that ripple, toss those pebbles in the pond and make those ripples of goodness go. And goodness, it sounds to me like you're tossing all kinds of pebbles in the pond and causing all kinds of ripples going. I love it, absolutely love it. Um, so what is next then? What's I know you've got a lot of stuff that you're working on and you're growing it and it's all new, but what's your 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 main goal, because to me, it sounds like you've taken any fears or anything that you've had and you've, you've used those to just motivate you to keep going um, <clears throat> through all of the struggles. Like you said, you know, we all, you know, life happens um, and things get crazy. Believe me, I, I, I am, I'm right there with you. I know what you're talking about. Um, but what is your, what's your, Let's leave our listeners with what your what what's a big goal that you've got coming for 2021 for yourself. So for 2021, um, my life is going to change. My son is going to move with me full time um, once school is out. So I'm just preparing for that. And with that being said, I'm taking a speaker 
training course right now so I can take speaking full time. And um, that's kind of what I want, like for this year is to be a speaker, pay speaker, so I can eventually leave my nine to five. And I have um, a revenue goal of what I want to make in my clothing line. But those are the two like big things. And then, like I said, with my podcast, um, just getting a co-host or I'm going to turn it into like an interview type thing and just being the best dad I can because um, being a single parent is not easy. I grew up with my mom being a single parent. So and it's going to be hard. So those are that's that's my main thing for 2021 is just being the best dad I can be in and get the be- uh, the most revenue while still helping people. You know what? And I think that with your mindset that um, I have no doubt that you are going to achieve, achieve those goals. Um, they might not come easy and they might not come right away, but I have no doubt that you are going to achieve those goals. And I am, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching your journey. I'm going to, I'm going to keep on watching your journey. I want to, I want to hear more about it in six months or so. Um, if you're open to that, I'd love to catch back up in six months or so and see where you're at. Yeah, we can do that. And I thank you for those encouraging words. But yeah, we definitely can do that. That gives me uh, a little push like, okay, I got to accomplish some of these things that I've said because I can't come back in six months and be like, well, I'm still where I'm at. (laughs) There, See, there you go. (laughs) That was the purpose of this whole show. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, Eric, thank you so much. Thank you so very much for sharing your story and your passion and your mission and your goals for this year. Um, And thanks for sharing them with our listeners. It's encouraging and it was just, I was blessed. I was absolutely blessed to hear your story. And I I am gonna reach out to you in about six months and have you back on and see where you're at on your journey. Thank you so much for joining me on Let Fear Bounce. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. All right, take care. All right.